0: Morning. Good morning everyone. Good morning Angie. Uh, it is officially 9:30. We're going to uh get started with the program for Sunday School this morning. Uh, While we're doing that, I'm going to play an excerpt from uh, Richard Smallwood, "Uh, Jesus, You're the Center of My Joy. And we'll obviously uh, welcome everybody on while they're getting online. We'll get started uh, shortly after this. Thanks again for being here this morning. Good morning, everyone. morning, Marnell. just a beautiful song. And uh, as Richard Smallwood and Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Um, typically what happens whenever we play songs like this, I have to make sure that uh, uh, I give acknowledgement to the writer because they block it and there'll, there'll be like a, a brief moment where the song can't be heard on the program. So we, we unblock it and then we make the acknowledgement um, because it's a, I guess it's a copyright thing. But all, all is well there. We, we, we always get that accomplished every week, so it's not a big deal. But um, thank you uh, also, Arlen and the praise team, for presenting that music for me to play every morning. I don't choose it. They do. And I appreciate them very much for doing that. And uh, we just appreciate all of those efforts. Um, there is a lot uh, that's happening. Uh, we have great content for the Sunday school class this morning. And first of all, I just want to give honor and glory to God for being able to present This information every week online because uh, we we just need to be able to have the ability to do so um, because of the way our church is meeting or not meeting Um, and just uh, just keep praying uh, for that whole aspect of how we meet and how we get together. Um, We certainly appreciate uh, all of the effort that's been uh, done by the entire group of the church getting setups and all those things that are being done every week. Uh, just being prepared to meet on a Sunday morning. Um, for the immediate future, we're going to be meeting outside for, for all we can tell. And we're just going to use this weather that we have. We've, God has blessed us with great weather. We'll do this every week as long as we can. And then work, we'll work out contingency plans if we need to uh, later on. But for lack of a better way of putting it, we're always going to be meeting online one way or the other. So if weather happens, if something happens, we'll all get together on online uh, if we need to do so um a matter of uh note I want you guys I'm not going to mention it during the uh Sunday morning uh worship service at 11 um I just want you guys to pray for Travis and Crystal. Um I want you to lift them up in prayer and just pray for them right now about experiencing some sort of peace. Um it's been kind of moved on my heart to ask for you guys to join in in prayer in that area. Um uh, first of all, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't have any information about them as far as their relationship. And and part of the reason for that is that uh, uh, Travis hasn't responded uh, to calls or texts. Um, and uh, it's just a matter of my heart just to pray for them. They were with us for four years as a, as a couple. And I just want you guys to just lift them up in prayer and just pray um, for them to... Uh, experience some sort of peace. uh, I think that's the best way to put it right now. I don't know any other way to put it, frankly. Um, But if you could do that, I'd appreciate it Uh, and make them a matter of prayer um, for the uh, immediate future as far as we uh, determine what's going on with them, um, what's happening with them. Um, All right. So with that in mind, uh, just a couple of other announcements, too, before we get back into the Sunday school lesson. Uh, of course, please remember your tithes and offerings uh, at the church um, for the church. If you are mailing it, it's Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, uh, Akron, Ohio 44320. Um, if you're coming to church today at 11 o'clock, we will be having, we'll be meeting in the back today. Apparently there was enough rain um, to uh, dampen the grass this morning on the front. So we'll be meeting in the back of the church. The weather's going to be nice, though. There's no rain in the forecast, so by all means, bring your, uh, it may be cloudy, but uh, bring your lawn chairs and bring whatever to to sit outside. We're still, of course, practicing social distancing, and if you're bringing your tithe and offering to the church, it'll be on the side of the uh, church in the box for you to drop it off. Um, And with that in mind, I think that's it. I think those are all the announcements that need to be made for this morning, but we'll be getting together and... We'll be talking at church today about saying thank you, which is an interesting uh, way to look at um, the message, but it's going to be, hopefully it might be not what you think, but it'll be something that's very important for all of us to be doing, Uh, showing appreciation. Say thank you. Let's look to the lesson today. Let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you allow us to get to visit and get together with you. Lord, we know that you are with us even online where more than two are gathered. We just thank you for that. We thank you that we can get together and just give you the glory and the praise for your very presence and how you uplift us moment by moment, day by day when we really need it. We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for giving us the desire, the energy, the drive to serve you, live for you, move on your behalf. We thank you for those, the energy that you give us to do that. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit, which guides us and teaches us as we move along. We thank you, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the passage is Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 17. might be one of the most powerful chapters in Scripture because of its content and what it covers related to how we as believers are supposed to live our lives for Jesus Christ. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, you you can follow along in your Bible. It's Colossians chapter three, chapter three, verses one through seventeen, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started with that. Starting with verse one, I'll read the entire passage and we'll go back over it together, and uh, hopefully you'll get something magnificent out of this as I did just by going over the study. Starting with verse one, since you have been raised to new life with Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful... Earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Verse 7. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric uncivilized slave or free christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us since god chose you to be the holy people he loves you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you remember the lord forgave you So you must forgive others. Verse 14. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Verse 16. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other. With all the wisdom he gives, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Amen. Okay, that's the passage, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. And again, that's in the New Living Translation. Now, one thing I'll say about the New Living Translation, it is probably the... Uh, Closest to English you can get. Uh, It has the dynamic equivalence as far as interpretation, uh, which makes it a very readable passage. And I encourage you, if you are uh, looking for uh, readable passages or readable passages to look at, the New Living Translation does a great job of that. Uh, I have no issues whatsoever with this this, uh, uh, interpretation of Scripture. Of course, many of us use the NIV. Many of us use the English Standard Version. Uh, But what you'll find out is that the more readable a passage is, the more it allows you to dig into greater understanding um, because it it speaks to you in plain English. It speaks to you in the way that you speak, which is one reason why I like it. And it really is, frankly, beneficial in teaching um, residents over at uh, Forest Hills Place or anywhere else for that matter uh, who may not even have a Bible in front of them when they're in, taking part in the Bible study. So just giving you a little bit of insight as to why uh, the New Living Translation is a, a viable passage to look at. Um, it's not the end-all, be-all. It should be supplemented with other passages, uh, but I'm just giving you that as a heads-up. So let's go back to the top of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, and we want to explain what this passage does, first of all. Um, this is all about what Christians should do. And having rules for holy living. That's what this section, chapter 3, is all about in Colossians. We need to have um, an understanding of, that Paul gives to us as far as how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to do what we do. True Christian behavior, um, which you know, involves what? Dying to self and living for Christ is the nature uh, that we need to be adopting and the nature we always need to be living by. We always need to be focused on making sure that we're dying to self and living for Christ. We need to change our moral and ethical behavior by letting Christ live within us so that He, through the power of the Holy Spirit, shapes us into what we should be and what He wants us to be Number one, I don't believe we could do a very good job without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in satisfying this requirement of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the power of the Spirit dwelling within us to give us more than just a conscience, but a teaching as to how we go about what we do and how we're supposed to live for Christ. Knowing that we're in the flesh at pretty much any given moment The Spirit has to remind us that we are not to stay in the flesh. We're not to live in the fleshly manner. That's what we have to understand here in this passage. So, going back to verse 1: Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. And that's exactly what we've been emphasizing. Uh, for as long as I can remember about the importance of living in such a way where you're not focusing on what the world is doing, but you're focusing on what God would have us look to. Jesus Christ. Look at heaven. Look at our future place where we're going to be residing because we're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at the world, you're going to get depressed. If you look at the world, you're going to look at situations where how in the world is this going to be resolved? Well, we have to look at what domain we're in And understand that if you're looking to the world For responses and answers It's going to be in direct conflict With what Christ would have you to do This is not about having blinders To what's going on in the world That's not this, this is, what is this is saying at all But it is saying To focus on what is right And what is true What is holy What is perfect And that is focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ In order for you to live in such a way for serving Christ and really doing those things that are being written here, you have to look to Him. You're not going to look at the world. You're going to have to look at Him. And let's look at verse 4 real quick. Uh, back in the passage, Colossians 3, 4, and when Christ, well, let, me make, let me make sure, verse 3, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And then verse 4, When and when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. So the prize, the reward in all of this is to make sure that you're focusing on what Christ is about. You are hidden in Jesus Christ. You are residing in Christ in all that you do. And you're going to share in all of his glory because you're focusing directly on him. Uh, and we're going to go back to verse 2 in a moment, but I want to look at a passage here. Um, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. This is uh, also to supplement what is being said here in verse 4 of Colossians chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Now, understand that we have a promise of Christ's delivering us because we believe in him as our personal Lord and Savior. And that's what we have. It's a promise because we don't have anything at this moment except life here which is good um, but we have life here in frankly the world's domain so we have to look at the promises of God to help us to carry on and see this thing through 1 John 3 2 says beloved we are God's children now amen and amen and what we will be has not yet appeared but we know that when he appears we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is You understand, we don't see Jesus Christ. That's what this passage is referring to. We don't see him physically, but there will come a time when he returns. And when he returns, we are going to see him in all his glory as he is. And we are promised uh, through different passages that we read uh, that we'll be changed in an instant and the bodies that we have will be new bodies. There'll be bodies that will be able to be uh, associated with him fellowship with him that will be the change that is what we need to look forward to and i look forward to that day um i know that there's still work to be done here there's still ministry to be done here and we all should have that attitude um i know that you know paul says for me to live is christ and to die is gain but we still have living for christ that we are to do right now because we don't determine when that time is when we leave here so until that time we are to live for Christ. And we are to serve him and look forward to that promise that is mentioned here in 1 John 3, 2. I want to go back to verse 2 again and focus on the, in Colossians chapter 3, and focus on what it says here. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. And what you need to understand here is that there is a focus on Jesus Christ and all those things that help us to have this fellowship with him that we need to be focusing on. The things of the earth are those things that are temporal. They are uh, not going to necessarily be helpful for you. Um, We obviously have to live here. We have to function here. We have to do things here. We go back and forth. But ultimately, in order for us to grow in Jesus Christ, we have to do what? We have to focus on him. And how do we focus on him? Reading the Bible, studying his word, meditating on his word, living according to his word in obedience, growing in the aspect of the Holy Spirit, teaching and uh, admonishing you if necessary and helping you to live each day. And, of course, we endure all the things that go with that. As a believer in Jesus Christ, there's a lot that we have to deal with, and there are some struggles we have to deal with. But we endure knowing that Christ is with us every step of the way. So in order for us to have this focus on the Lord Jesus Christ we look at the things from heaven concentrating on the eternal and not the temporal looking at life from God's perspective and seeing what he desires I got a passage here for you Philippians chapter 4 and we'll look at verses 8 and 9 we have covered this passage a few times Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. We've covered this passage before, which is what I was trying to say, um, because of its content, and we want to make sure that we are aware of the very important thing that we need to do here when it comes to looking at what the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to focus on and encourage us to not focus on those things that the world will do Uh, To distract you or keep you from focusing on him. Verse 8 in Philippians 4. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, that's quite a list, Think about these things. Think about all these things that are lovely, pure, commendable. If there is excellence involved. In other words, striving for the best. Looking to the best. Following though the habits of those who are being their best. That's exactly what we are called to do as believers. If we're doing those very things, then we will be taught. We will learn. And we're looking at, basically, and to break it right down, the life of Jesus Christ. The way he lived, and these are things that we need to be focusing on. And that's what we need to be thinking of. And this is, by the way, the English Standard Version that I'm reading from. Um, and so verse 9 in Philippians 4 says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So if you are learning these things, if you're receiving these things, these good things, these honorable things, these pure things, if you are receiving them, if you're practicing them, if you're living in such a way that these things are being accomplished in your life, and you'll know if they're being accomplished in your life because God's going to affirm you every step of the way. He will affirm your actions and your behaviors. And it says the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. He is going to be with you. He's going to be with you wherever you go. He's going to be with you whether you're at work, at home, whether you're on vacation, at church, not at church. It doesn't matter. He's going to be with you. So these are very important promises we need to remember. That refers back to Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, thinking about the things of heaven. And those are very important things for us to remember as we want to try to have Christ in our hearts and in our minds. Okay, let's go down to verse 5 to move things along here. And as you can see, this is a very, very rich passage. This, this is a passage that, um, frankly, after we're done, and you want to look at this later on today, go back and read over it. it. It really is that rich and is something for you to keep in mind as we go forward. Back to verse 5 of Colossians 3. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you, Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Okay, so what we're looking at here are frankly behaviors described in verses 5 through uh, 7, 5 through 8, excuse me, that talk about how we used to live. Uh, Everything that you've read there. You have been a participant uh, Willingly or maybe unwillingly I don't know But you've been a participant of all these things We've all gotten angry We've all sinned we have uh, I don't want to say this for everybody But sexual immorality may have been a part of our past uh, Impurity, lust, evil desires These are all things that we have done But Paul is speaking to the Colossians here To turn away from this behavior It's time to get rid of anger rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. We'll throw in there gossip. You know, all those things that we, the flesh, want to participate in. And we need to make sure that we're not participating in those things. So there's a couple of passages to look at here. Going back to verse 8. Now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Turn to uh, uh, pardon me, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. And there's a couple of passages um, that we need to look at here. Uh, Verses 22 and verses 29. Ephesians 4, verses 22 and verses 29. And what you're going to notice here is that you are enabled by the Holy Spirit to do these things uh, because He indwells within you. Our flesh is incapable of doing this on its own. It has to be through the power of Jesus Christ and the will and desire for you to want to change. So look what it says in Ephesians 4.22. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Putting it off. That says something that you physically have to do. You have to put off that behavior. You have to say, I don't want to do this anymore. That's exactly what this is. And that's what Paul is telling the Colossians. And, of course, he was telling the Ephesians the same thing. Notice how there's a parallel here between what's going on here in Colossians and also in Ephesians. Now, drop down to verse 29 of Ephesians 4. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. No corrupting talk comes out of your mouth. Now, when we talk about corrupting talk, we have to understand that corrupting talk is not just cussing. Okay, it's not just using swear words. It's not just saying things that are, um, you know, that people. You now, if you're cussing, uh, then you're obviously not doing something that's going to be helpful for the general group whoever hears you. But we're also just talking about saying things that are just not nice about people talking behind their back bringing someone down you know you'll say something to someone in their face and then when you get out of the reach of their uh, occasion you might say something about that person that's very very uh, damaging or cutting Um, I think the biggest challenge we have as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ is making sure that we are truly focusing on the Lord in all of our conversation and making sure that we are not saying things that are nasty about people Um, there is something about being honest about who you are as a person when you're in their sight and when you're not in their sight. So if you are speaking to someone, for example, who needs correction, you give them that correction. You talk to them about it because you sincerely want to help them. You don't give them the correction because you want to tear them down. You want them to be built up in the body of Christ being consistent in your behavior uh, and that is frankly being consistent in how you're honoring God. In other words you don't just say stuff on Sunday morning because you're at church and saying I love the Lord and all this and that and then you leave church and you're living any way but that way. Now we've said these things before and I, I really believe that the number of people that we have in our church are very good about honoring God and being very consistent in that but we just need to make sure that we're doing those very things. A lot of you rallied together very beautifully uh, during uh, Dwight Williams's funeral, and coming uh, together and as a church and supporting that family. And admittedly, on the Saturday of that funeral, they were all over the place. They were everywhere. They were uh, emotions were running high. Uh, people were all over the place. But there's something about the stabilizing presence of people who are believers, praying to God to help bring peace to a situation. And I have on good report that on Monday at the graveside service, that family had calmed down and they were, had a much better attitude and much better feelings about what was happening. And that's because we were a praying church and God heard our prayers and instilled in them some peace. And so that's a consistent approach that we have as believers when we're looking to situations like this. We need to make sure that we are honoring God in all that we do and Philippians 4 8 9 uh, give us that guidance and insight here in referencing back to focusing on the things that God would have us to focus on now when we go to uh, the passage here about getting rid of things um, there is a we, we want to make sure that we're doing those things that we we're, if you look at Ephesians 4:25 for example uh, in the passage here going back to verse 9 in our uh, passage here, Colossians chapter three. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature. It Says the same thing in Ephesians 4:25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. We need to stop lying if we're liars. Amen. Uh, lying is the key here. We have um, one of the things that we need to really be conscious of is is not lying. Um, we, as liars, absolutely damage the testimony of Christ. Um, don't even want to ever use the term white lie uh, again, because uh, we just need to make it be in a practice, frankly, of just not lying. Uh, it that's something that we're gonna. Ha- it's gonna take a lifetime for some of us to work on that, but we need to be praying to God to help us to tell the truth, be honest with ourselves, be honest with others around us. And that's what's being told here to the, uh, to the Colossians as well, too. You need to be honest. Um, and it was said the same way to the Ephesians as well. Um, Paul was appealing to the commitment the believers had made and urging them to remain true to their confession of faith. If you're confessing the Lord Jesus Christ, then you need to live as you've confessed the Lord Jesus Christ. So all these behaviors that we had before, that we were involved in, need to be put to the side. They need to be part of our past. They need to be made part of our past. So it's a commitment to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a commitment. If you're confessing Christ as Savior, people need to see your lifelong approach to live for Christ as Savior. And that's what this passage is referring to. It is a lifelong process. We must never stop learning. We must never stop obeying. It's going to take practice. It's going to take effort. When we were speaking of living in God's image, that's a lifelong effort where you're being taught. You're growing in Christ. You're growing in the Spirit. The Spirit is teaching you. You are being sanctified with your presence uh, of the Holy Spirit by the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're being taught and you're growing and getting better and better and better. Remember what I said earlier about uh, seeking excellence, looking to excellence? Well, that's our goal, is to look to excellence in this area. We are not to, in any way, slough off, slack up. We need to make sure we're concentrating on his will as we do all these things We want to focus on his will Lynn and I have made a very conscious effort to make sure That we are always prayerful That we are in his will We we are waiting for changes to take place When it comes to work We're waiting for changes to take place when it comes to life uh, It's an ongoing thing You know, there will be changes It's going to happen um, Sometimes it's tough for some of us to deal with change Because we don't like change Um Uh, my bride will admit that readily. (laughs) She raised her hand. Uh, she will admit that readily. And I know that about her because I know that God has to speak to her in a very special way. And God has to sometimes prepare my lovely bride for what's coming by either taking her, uh, in front of a place before she wound up going to, before she went to American greetings, she, uh, actually was going, looking for something else. And actually drove by there and said, oh, this is American Greetings. Now I know where it is. And, and that kind of prepared her for where she eventually would work. She had been applied, finally applied to go there. And at first, I think, didn't get in right away, right? But then they called you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so then – but she had to be prepared for that. She had to be prepared for where American American Greetings was because that's how – She hates driving. She hates <laughs> – she hates driving. And um, uh, God blessed – uh her with me from the standpoint of driving because i love driving so that helped her quite a bit um but having said that um she just has to be prepared for things you know that's uh that's how god speaks to her god speaks to us in different ways knowing our personalities and god is telling us and challenging us to concentrate on him to stay in line with him um let's go back to the passage kind of ran a little long there with that explanation but that's okay We've we've got nothing but time. Amen. In this new life, verse 11 in Colossians 3, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. That passage might be one of the more powerful passages you'll ever read in scripture because it's speaking specifically about anyone who accepts Jesus Christ as a personal as their personal savior no matter where they come from and no matter where they have been if you're barbaric look at look what it says here if you're barbaric uncivilized slave or free it doesn't matter where you come from or what you what you're doing or where you have been Christ is all that matters that is all that matters he is all that matters and he lives in all of us so He doesn't say, well, you're you're too much of a barbarian. I can't deal with you. Christ would never refuse anyone who calls on him. You know that? Christ will never, ever refuse to come to you if you call on him, no matter where you're coming from or no matter what's happening in your life. That's something that we need to see. Very, very important for us to not go too quickly over that because that's something we need to see. Now, he put that after all the talk about making sure that we're doing everything we can to not look to the world and find reasons to sin, but to look to him and, frankly, uh, call on him to help you to not sin and live a new life in Christ. Let's go to verse 12 in Colossians 3. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience that's very important for us to see clothe yourselves notice clothing yourself literally is putting something on we're talking about putting on the whole armor of God to resist the devil and temptations we also are to put on this tender hearted mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience and look what it says in verse 13 make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. You see how rich this passage is? The Lord forgave you, so you need to forgive others. And don't do so grudgingly. For goodness sake, if someone makes a mistake, you know, some of us look to pounce on people who make a mistake. Oh,
1: you made a mistake. Ha, ha,
0: ha, ha. You know, that type of thing, you know. And just try to, <laughs> and just try, <laughs> and just try to put upon them that they've done those things, and that's not right. I mean, that's just not the right way to be. Uh, that probably came out of my mouth too easily. Right No, I was actually thinking about something from I heard a long time ago, like a you know, Bill Cosby record or something. People, people want to put upon other individuals who make a mistake, and that's not right. You, you need to know that. If you make a mistake, what happens to you? You feel pretty lousy. You don't want to do that to someone else. You want to forgive them if they've done something to you. Be ready to forgive. Because the Lord forgave you, you must forgive others. Notice this is must. It's not an optional thing. Forgiveness needs to be part of your lifestyle. Forgiveness needs to be part of how you operate as an individual. Remembering how much God has forgiven you is the key here. God's infinite love and forgiveness can help you to forgive others. To love them and forgive others. So, as we look to the Lord, for example, before we take communion, what are we supposed to be doing? We are supposed to be seeking the Lord and asking for his forgiveness for all the things that we've done before we, before we dare to take that cracker and that drink that juice because we need to make sure that the Lord knows all about that we are aware of all of our transgressions he already does know about them but he wants us to confess them and ask for forgiveness that is the lifestyle that we need to be live as believers back to the passage because we're running short of time above all clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony verse 15 and the peace that comes from Christ And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body you are called to live in peace. Live in peace and always be thankful. Live in peace and always be thankful. That key word thankful is mentioned also again, it's mentioned here in verse 15, it's also mentioned down in verse 16 as well too. And We are thankful certainly for what God has done, but we also need to make sure that we are sharing with other people our thankfulness as well, too, for what they have done and what they've accomplished. Um, That is going to be the focus of the message today. But I just want to make sure that we're aware of the importance of being thankful for what God has done for us. Are you thankful for what he has done? Are you thankful for what he is doing? Are you thankful for how much he's taught you, how much he has delivered you from all kinds of stuff in your life are you thankful um i'm mindful here in this passage too about in colossians chapter uh, 3 verse 15 about christ the peace of christ ruling in our hearts and we are to live in peace as well too live in peace if at all possible live in peace with others that's a very rich passage that we need to make, make a mention of here. So if we close out in verses 16 and 17, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Now, some of you may not be great singers, but your heart should be singing all about God's goodness. God's goodness. If you can't sing a note, uh, for example, when the praise team sings, that doesn't matter. It's about singing uh, in your heart and singing about songs that that come to mind about God's goodness. Um, One of the things that uh, we practice doing is that we listen to a lot of music uh, in the background sometimes while we're working. Uh, It doesn't doesn't hurt to sometimes have uh, instrumentals on or songs that bring you to mind about uh, songs about Jesus Christ. Those are all important things for us to surround ourselves with and keep and be aware of as we do those things. And verse 17, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. You are a representative. You are a person who, because of Christ's goodness, you represent him before everyone. And while you're doing so, you're giving thanks to him, through him, to God the Father. In other words, Jesus Christ, you're giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ because that's what he can do for all of us. He is our intercessor when it comes to prayer. He is the one that makes those appeals to God on our behalf. So that's today's passage, Colossians 3, verses 1 through 17. What a rich passage there's so much material here that you you really need to go back over this uh, and study it on your own uh, if you've got a, a study bible uh, please look at it um, and look at this passage once again and go back over it and look at some of the corresponding passages that flow with it it's a very rich passage let's close in prayer father we just thank you for your goodness We thank you for your teaching about how you give us the mindset to focus truly on you, what you would have us to do. We thank you, Lord, for giving us reminders on how we are to strive for excellence when it comes to our service for you, strive for excellence when it comes to our behavior. Lord, we know that we are not perfect on our own because of our flesh, but you make us perfect because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We thank you for giving us the desire to live for you. We thank you for reminding us that no matter where we come from, where we've been, or where we're going, you are with us. Lord, help us to take you wherever we go, no matter what we're doing. Help us to be prayerful, not just for ourselves, but for other people in our lives as well, too. We just thank you for those reminders as well. We thank you for being prayerful people. And we Lord, we just thank you again. And we can't thank you enough for all that you've done. Be with us, Lord, and we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, that's the lesson for today. Um, we're going to sign off here uh, in about a minute. I just want to make sure that we are uh, all aware of what's happening at church for those who are going to be, be able to join us uh, down in Akron. We will be meeting at after after eleven. You'll be we'll be going online sometime after eleven during the setup process, and we'll be going live. Uh, we expect excellent weather. We're going to be in the back of the church for those that are going down, and uh, please remember your tithes and offerings as well too. Uh, I already mentioned that earlier um, because we still need to make sure that we're paying the utilities and all that for the church and taking care of business there, and just. Uh, as on a personal note, just stay prayerful for our church. Pray for Pastor Gus. Pray for his ongoing recovery. Um, I haven't spoken to him uh, since earlier this week, uh, this past week, but uh, word is he is improving, and he's getting uh, moving about a little bit. I haven't gotten an update, and I'm prayerful that the update follows what I just said, um, that he is still improving and still getting better. I think the target is for him to be back in September. So we'll we'll see how that goes, and we'll see if that happens. Um, God is the one who is the great physician, the great healer. We'll look to that and see if that happens. And just be prayerful for our church in general, like I had mentioned, um, because we have people who are um, a little bit up there in age, and we want to keep praying for their health and keep praying for their protection. still have a virus to continue with. There's no... No real change. We're still doing social distancing when we get together. We're still wearing masks, so please keep that in mind. But give praise and glory to God that we can meet. I think that's the always the takeaway when you're ever looking at this type of thing. That we can meet and that we are meeting. So give praise and glory to God for that. Um, thanks for being here this morning. We'll sign off here. We'll see you online uh, in about another. Uh, A little bit under an hour uh, when we get uh, together for the drive-in worship service at church in Akron. Thanks again. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.